Welcome to the La Dolce Vita Show, a woman's guide to living a fearless and fabulous life. My name is Heather Pickin, and I am here to give you that winning formula so that you can get clear on your vision, stay true to your values, and break through those mental walls. Check out my free resources at heatherpickin.com. This podcast is brought to you by Fierce Femme Wine, a woman's wine that inspires dialogue for change. Visit fiercefemme.com. So let's get ready as we uncover the formula to your success in business, career, and fabulous life. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the La Dolce Vita Show, A Woman's Guide to Living a Fearless and Fabulous Life. Oh, my gosh, my job is, it's not a job. I mean, this is fun, because what I get to do is interview women all around the world talking about how to be fearless in your business in every single area of your life. Why is that important? Well, because every area of your life bleeds into your business. If you're not confident in who you are, if you don't love who you are, uh, it's going to show up. It's definitely going to show up. And so I want to uh, share my love and compassion with my guest, Ruby Skilton. And she is uh, the very young age of 23. I always say, you know, there's no such thing as age. Like, I, I tell people I'm uh, ageless and timeless, all right? When yes. Say, oh, <laughs> it's like, why buy into that belief? Uh, but, <laughs> but, you know, Ruby is a self-love and confidence coach. Uh, she, she mentors women to look into the mirror and, uh, you know, that, that are having these issues of not feeling worthy, like doubting themselves. Uh, so she has a process uh, that she's going to share with us today. But what I want to do, this is really important. I'm all about storytelling because how we grow and evolve as women, how we break through our fear and limiting beliefs is telling those stories. So Ruby, you have a really interesting story. Um, first off, thank you for being my guest. And I want you to share your story really quickly um, with people that are watching or listening. Definitely. Thank you for having me. First of all, it's so amazing to be here. So my story, to keep it short, I was born with a limb difference. So I have an arm and a half and a total of seven fingers. And it took me basically 22 years to start feeling comfortable and confident in my own skin. And the worst part is I didn't even know I had been embarrassed and ashamed of my story. So I started putting in the work. So it was a long journey. And I'm, you know, I moved to LA when I was 18 to pursue music. And even though I had some incredible opportunities, I wasn't able to enjoy them as much as I could have, just because I was uncomfortable. I was always thinking like, oh, well, what am I going to wear that's going to cover my arm? What am I going to do? Like, I don't know. It was just such such a negative thought that was in my brain 24-7. And I have been so used to it that I didn't even know it was there. Wow. Yeah. You know, it, that's such a powerful story, Ruby, because I think a lot of times women, I mean, so many times, let's face it, women will beat themselves up. And I feel like your 
mission on this planet is to really help women to love who they are because you've accepted who you are. So let, let, let's talk about that. Like talking about looking in the mirror and, and really loving who they are. Let, let's talk about uh, specifically body. Okay. So we're living in a culture. It, it gets, it's definitely better, but uh, there is that stigma of being like a size zero and, mm-hmm. and then you're comparing yourself to, you know, someone else that is unrealistic. So how do you speak to women that are comparing themselves to unrealistic expectations when it comes to their, their body? Like, how do we really start that process of self-love? That is such, such a good question. And I love this question. The way I teach my clients and the women around me is that I have them journal on why they like versus why they don't like their body. Once you get a really clear idea of the things you don't like about your body, then you could break it down into, is it because I personally don't like it or is it because society's told me to not like that part of me? So when you start making these breakthroughs, you could get really like, really clear on what is it that you don't like about yourself or if it's just society's influence on your on you and your thoughts and it's definitely a process that takes a lot of like changing your old habits and like learning new things and learning about yourself getting to know yourself again that was the biggest struggle for me personally so I make sure to teach that I think that's really powerful. You know, I am definitely a big believer in journaling, but I like the fact that you're saying, you know, really getting that on paper, like finding out what you don't like about yourself, asking yourself, having that uh, self-reflection, you know, what does this really mean? What is society imposing on me? I want to share a quick little story that I think uh, people can relate to. So I, uh, I had uh, suffered with body dysmorphia. When I was in high school, I had anorexia and I just felt, I know at that time, like that, when you have anorexia, part of that's like wanting to control like the outside world. And so that was kind of my power at the time. Like I felt I could control my body. So anyways, I realized during that time that was not healthy. I actually did a research paper during school. So that kind of healed me. Uh, And then I got into bodybuilding and, and fitness But uh, I remember, and I want to talk about what's happening today because, you know, we we are kind of living in a filtered world, you know, so if you go on Instagram and you're looking at, you know, all these women that have perfect bodies and all of that, it could be so overwhelming. So how do you handle personally or the clients you're working with uh, social media, especially young girls? Right. So I definitely think we all need to realize that through social media, we see everyone's highlights. Most people don't put their day-to-day struggles, you know? So getting really real on the fact that Instagram and Facebook are just highlights of everyone's life, and then also allowing yourself to take those, those breaks and go on hiatus from social media. So I always make sure that the women I'm working with or that are asking for help take the time for themselves, whether it's a week or two days or a weekend, make sure that they know that it's okay to not be on there 24 seven, 
it's going to be okay if they don't catch, I don't know, Kim Kardashian's story. Like, it's okay. And it's definitely okay to look up and admire these people. Right. But don't let it take control of your own personal thought process and the way you see yourself because that's when it really becomes a problem. So for young girls that might be listening to this, it's like, yeah, they they may look perfect, quote unquote, but what is perfect and who determined the meaning of perfect and why is it that? Everyone's so unique mm. that I'm sure like these celebrities and these Instagram models that you admire wake up every morning and don't like every single aspect of their bodies. So exactly. I think exactly definitely. And I think um if <clears throat> sorry, as an influencer, as a celebrity, they would start sharing that a bit more. It could break that barrier down. Mm. I, I love what you're saying. Yeah, limit your social media. I certainly do that. I, I certainly, if I find myself being on social media for a long time, I'm like, okay, it's time to get off. So also know, like you were saying, you know, there are things that they probably don't like about themselves. And you can also admire people as well. I think the whole Kardashian culture, I mean, it has really uh, transformed our society. I find it interesting. I don't necessarily like beat that down, but what I do is I want to look at it from a human behavior perspective. I don't know what era this was, but back in history, um, there was an era where women that were more voluptuous um, were regarded as, you know, this prize. And, and so over time, you know, we just kind of evolved into something different. And so I think it's kind of interesting if you, if you're kind of looking at the quote unquote Kardashian, at least they're more voluptuous, right? Would you agree? At least their body type. So I just kind of look at that from a different lens, like, okay, it is what it is. Totally. Um, Let's not get caught up in it. Definitely. And I totally agree. Like me personally, these are my personal opinions on this. And I am all for cosmetic surgery. I think it's a great tool that's out there. But I don't think that we should be looking at it as like, oh, I want to get this and this done to look like a certain person. If it's something that aligns with your morals and your values, go ahead and do it. But if you're doing it because, I don't know, so celebrity just got their lips done or whatever, then that's not the right reason. So exactly, it just takes, takes me back to the point of like finding what you value and your thoughts versus what society is telling you. Mm, you know, that that is so true. I, as you were talking about that, like plastic surgery, and yeah, I mean, to me, it's a personal choice. It reminded me years ago when I was uh, in a relationship, like these these different relationships where I was never good enough for these men. They're like, there's something wrong with me. And I remember being in this one relationship with this guy, he told me to get breast implants. And I seriously, because I was disempowered, because I didn't know who I was, I was seriously considering it. I remember even going to the doctor, getting the consult, and then realizing, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. And I opted for getting laser surgery instead, laser surgery in my eyes instead. But what you're saying is so powerful because- I 
didn't, that, that wasn't coming from me. He was projecting his values onto me thinking you got to look like this. And I'm so grateful I never did that. I don't have any judgment of people doing that, but that yeah. just wasn't something totally. that I wanted to do. Definitely. And I think once we start realizing that we have a choice on what we put into our body or what we do with our body, then that's going to drastically change the world. And like we were saying, it's okay to admire these people. They're beautiful. Everyone's beautiful in their own unique way, you know, but what they value and their priorities don't necessarily have to be ours. Mm, absolutely. You know, I will say this too. It's like when you're looking at the filtered or curated life, because that's what it is, let's be honest. <laughs> There's actually a drawback to those people that you put up on pedestals, especially like celebrities. I think people have this misconception when they're looking at a celebrity, photo shoot ready, curated life, that their life is perfect and they, they really do put themselves below them. So mm. I think it would be important to find things that are fabulous about who you are instead of minimizing yourself uh, to a celebrity. I, I think that's what we do. Would you agree? Definitely. And that's where journaling comes in and that's where getting really clear on the things you love about yourself versus the things you're not too too excited about and there's so many things I could do to help you balance that out because I'm not saying like oh love every aspect of your body because that's not attainable that's not realistic but definitely appreciate every single part of your body it was given to you for a reason and there's things that can be changed such as weight or um, hair color or you know makeup or whatever and it's okay to use those things as tools, but don't rely on it to make you feel more confident. Don't rely on it for you to show up more. Does mm. that make sense? A absolutely. You know, it's funny because you're saying like makeup and that sort of thing. I love makeup. I'm a girly girl. <laughs> yeah. but, but what's interesting is like after hours, at the end of the day, I take my makeup off. And my fiance loves me with makeup or no makeup. I mean, he's just like, you're beautiful. And I never had that sense of feeling I could do that. I was one of the, one of those women that would be in a relationship and keep her mascara on, which is totally like a no, no, <laughs> because that person did accept me for who I am. So I just think the message that you're sharing is, is so important. So you talked about journaling, self-love. Um, what other things that you find are powerful, uh, you know, kind of just going throughout your day, if you're feeling triggered, you see a picture like the Instagram or whatever, is there anything else that you recommend? Definitely shut it down, you know, turn the social media off. And I would say even go and look at yourself in the mirror and start pointing out those things you love about yourself quick little exercises, even if it's just like turn your camera on your phone and be like, oh, I love my eyes or I love my smile, you know, just start pointing out and get, getting really clear on the things you love about yourself because those are going to be constant reminders. Mm. Also, surround yourself with a group of badass women that are going to empower you so that you could send a quick text and be like, hey, like lift me up or whatever. And you know, just something and write love letters to yourself. I know it sounds so cheesy, but like, 
I keep in my iPhone notes, I keep a couple of love letters to myself that sometimes I have to go back and reread and or love letters that like my boyfriend has sent me and it's just like cute little things that's gonna make you feel happy and like just boost your mood. Mm, I love that you know they're so simple but yet powerful and it's interesting because you're saying you know look at yourself in the mirror love yourself love letters and when I was attracting all these bad relationships I I remember going, you know, what what is going on in my head where I'm attracting, you know, the, these guys that are a mismatch? And it wasn't until I started looking in the mirror, like I, I just think what you're saying is so powerful. And I started saying these words, like any man would be so lucky to have me. I didn't believe that. It's kind of weird, like when you like you're saying that or like uh-huh. writing a love letter, but. It, it transformed how I saw myself. And then two weeks later, after really focusing on that, that's where I met, uh, you know, when I met my now fiance. Uh, but I think what you're saying is, is so powerful. Let, let's talk about relationships. Okay. So a lot of women, again, we'll go back to this comparison or maybe their age and they feel, well, I can't get into a relationship because I don't look like a supermodel. Uh, so what do you say to those women? Because you're in a relationship. I am with my best friend of 10 years. But so before I got in this relationship, I always use the excuse of I don't want to be in a serious relationship. I had this idea. Now looking back on it, it was because I was so insecure with myself. I always, always said, I'm going to date a rock star and just like live that life of like he chores, I do my own thing kind of thing. And when I first moved to LA, that's exactly what I was doing. I was dating these, I, I'm just going to say losers, because that's where, <laughs> um, that were like musicians and then these bands and like, it was toxic, you know? So going back to what you asked, it's kind of like you need to realize that what we tell ourselves and where we hold ourselves is what we attract. So like you were saying, when you started loving yourself, you attract a person that loved you. Um, We can't rely on someone to fill that void. It's an equal, an equal partnership. So loving yourself first and like getting yourself in a place where you're comfortable being by yourself then adding that person that's going to enhance you did that answer your question yeah absolutely i love the part that you said also about attraction like what you're putting out there because i can relate to it on so many different levels when i got out of a relationship that i was in for i think it was like maybe a little over a year it was a very toxic relationship but anyways i put myself out in the dating scene and what i said to myself was i'm just gonna date and have fun i'm just gonna go out with anyone And so I sent out that signal to the universe of just anyone. And guess what I got back? I I got back these guys that didn't want to commit. Yeah. Uh, I I actually attracted, this is a crazy story, so I have so many crazy stories, but uh, I was going out with this one guy and it was really strange because he would never take me back to his house. He would always leave early. We would have like dates on Saturdays, you know, or the weekends or whatever, And there was this pattern of like, oh, we'll just have an early date. And that was it. I'm like, something is not adding up. And someone said, I think he's married. I'm like, no, you're crazy. Like, that's not it. And I didn't want to believe it. 
And I did some research and I found out this guy was freaking married. I was so pissed and I confronted him. He denied it. Obviously I, I, I cut it off, but it's, it really speaks to what you were saying is that you got to get clear of what you want and you've got to love yourself. You've got to fall in love with yourself mm -hmm. in order to find that one. And I think a lot of women, it goes back to that movie. Um, what was it? Jerry Maguire. Like you complete me. <laughs> yes. You know? Like, no, no complete me. No, no I no. am complete. Exactly. <laughs> like when you get into a relationship, you have to be in there to enhance each other. And yeah, it's just crazy how, whatever we put out into the universe is what we get back. So when you were saying like, oh, I'll just do whatever or I'll take whatever, the universe was like, okay, here's whatever. So it gets yeah. super clear. Like if you want a husband, tell the universe, I'm ready for a husband. And trust me, like it's going to come and it's going to happen. And it's like- so crazy. It, it's insane how that works. <laughs> it's so simple that like people- overlook it. Almost. Yeah, it's so true. I also think too, we buy into the media of how we think our life should be and therefore it can't happen. You're too old, you're too whatever, fill in the blank and that you know, you're not worthy and deserving of love. So it really is this facade I think we've created. So, you know, your journey, I think what your demonstration to the world is, is that listen, it doesn't matter where you came from, where you're at, what happened to you, what matters is how you feel about um, yourself and your inner journey. Uh, so what is the bigger mission and purpose that you do with your work? Like, like what is your bigger vision that, that you are working on? So my biggest mission and like my ultimate goal is to help women all around the world feel like they are powerful, they are beautiful, and that they can do anything they want to. And the way I want to do this is getting on stage and like having more conversations like these, where if I can show up with an arm and a half and seven fingers, they could show up with whether that extra weight or their acne or a bad hair day. So yeah, I just want to help inspire and help people and women especially know that it doesn't matter what their flaws are, that they always just need to flaunt their flaws. And that is my motto. I love it. I love it. Flaunt your flaws, women. Flaunt your flaws. Yes. Embrace that. I love your vision and mission and purpose, Ruby. I see you giving a TED Talk. Like this is a <laughs> TED Talk uh, worthy discussion of your own story. It is so powerful. And I want women all around the world to, to learn about you. I know we've got women listening to this in many different countries. I'm always looking at the map. So oh, if you're that. a woman out there and you're feeling like you're not worthy, I want you to connect with Ruby's message. And Ruby, this has been so powerful. I want to first thank you so much for sharing your message and your mission. And where can people learn about you and get in touch with you if they want to work with you? Totally. So I'm on social media over at Ruby Skelton. So that's R-U-B-I-S-K-I-L-T-O-N. And then I do have a blog. It's www.ladiescodeblog.com. So yeah, I mean, just shoot me a DM and we Perfect. can start a conversation. I love talking to new people. 
Awesome. Awesome. And we'll have that in the show notes, wherever you're listening or watching. Thanks again, Ruby, for being my guest. Until next time, this is Heather Pickin and live fearlessly and flaunt your flaws. Take care. Bye-bye. So if you like what you hear on this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Interested in becoming a sponsor or learning more about leadership for women's performance using neuroscience or business coaching, contact support at heatherpickin.com. And don't forget to grab my latest book, The La Dolce Vita Formula, by going to fearlessandfabulousbook.com. That's fearlessandfabulousbook.com. Dot com.